Welcome everyone back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for bearing with us as I was on vacation last week, much needed time away. I could have put up an episode, but honestly, it would have been forced. And again, with a lot of the scheduling conflicts here as of late, I didn't have a backup interview. So thank you for those who have continued to like us on Facebook, YouTube, and on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Google Play, Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I really do appreciate all the support and the continued support from those who have been listening since day one. Like I, I've promised for the last several weeks now that there is going to be more content. There will be. I'm getting those schedules back up, but it has been very difficult as of late getting the people that I've, I've wanted to talk to. Uh, but I promise that is going to be changing here as uh, next week's episode uh, is actually going to appear a little bit later in the day, but it's going to be uh, an, an episode that will be up that day. So we are going to uh, have a little bit different of a schedule. It's going to drop a little bit later on in the evening, but that'll be a wonderful interview that I think all of you will enjoy. All right. Well, as I have been trying to talk about more and more is the things that I've been, I've been trying to speak about at church on Sunday mornings with my congregation. And the last several weeks, we have been in a particular series that they have actually decided. They have been talking about uh, just some things that they've they've wanted to hear more about. They, they've been talking amongst themselves and coming up with a plan and a formula of a lot of topics that they've just never heard before in church. And and some of those things that I'll mention now, uh, one of the things that you know, we have been um, dealing with uh, in the past is just different names of God, the spiritual gifts, what are what are spiritual disciplines, uh, what, what do we talk about when it comes to angels and demons, um, how do we name and then confront evil, what, what is our role in combating evil in our society, um, how does one deal with uh, the different emotions that scripture talks about, like how do we deal with anger, grief, sorrow, joy, and depression, and how do we, how do we deal with different traditions having different takes, different practices when it comes to the sacraments. And then the one that we talked about today was how do we deal with non-Christian people in our lives? The the balance of being an example and also engaging with people. So it's kind of hitting on a lot of themes of basically how do we be Christian to people who aren't Christians? Uh, how do we engage with people without engaging in the sin or saying that the sin's okay without affirming that it is okay? But yet, how do we be like Jesus? How do we be with sinners but not sin? And one of the things that I, I was talking about this morning in particular uh, on my way to work uh, with, with some friends and then um, what I talked about last Sunday is that you know if we're not waking up every day realizing that our faith is not about ourselves and it's actually about um, other people, if we're not doing that, if our faith is just selfish, then we're missing the mark by a mile because if our faith is about us, then we will fall prey to a lot of things in life, including being a bad witness to Jesus. I asked, I asked my church, you know, have, have you ever wondered whether or not you led someone to Christ that you didn't know? Someone just somewhere that said, oh, you know what, that person, I don't know what they have, but I want that. But there's, there's obviously a lot of us who have led people to Christ and we've known about it. I'm just wondering if we've you know, in a way, inadvertently done it just by the way that we have lived our lives. And maybe to counter that, to ask a, a question that would potentially scare us is that, have we ever wondered whether or not we've led someone away from Christ inadvertently? Now, that's a scary thought because 
that puts into question our faith and the sincerity of our witness. Because, at least as I understand it, if our faith is about ourselves, and, and then it, if, if things don't fit into our box, then the different expectations, different circumstances, opinions, all those will be uh, become like the primary concerns. And lo and behold, the salvation, the love of Jesus, the, the good news of the gospel becomes secondary or tertiary in our conversations. So if, if we are, instead of waking up in gratitude, engaging in scripture, praying and fasting, you know, the, the three spiritual disciplines, if, if we're not doing those things, then our, our faith becomes about us. And I think that's, that's part of the problem when it comes to how we deal with non-Christians is getting out of our own way. Because like it or not, we as Christians, especially in America, we're not here for the 40 years of work and then retirement and then the prosperity that comes outside of retirement. That's kind of like the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that's like the American dream, which is not a Bible-given right. I don't think that's inherently bad because I think it can be used for really good things, actually. But if we don't get that or we feel entitled to have something like that, then my question is, is that where, where is that in the Bible? Or where is that in your your prayer life. Did God promise you like, yeah, you're going to work for 40 years and you're going to retire and you can go golfing, hang out with your grandkids. You can travel and do all the things that you've always wanted to do. That's not a very much an American concept. That's not a Christian concept. It can be used in a very good way. This is not to shame the people who are experiencing that. I hope that they have peace. I hope that they have joy. And that's something that God has blessed them with because Ecclesiastes mentions this very thing about God giving people these blessings and giving them the ability to enjoy them. Like there is something real there. So I'm not questioning that the issue and the validity of people who have those opportunities by no means. I'm asking, where is your heart at? Do you feel entitled? Do you feel as it is owed to you? Do you feel that way? And for us, many of us Christians, especially living in America, there are certain things that we have come accustomed to that I think inadvertently we come to expect. And when we don't get those, when we experience that disappointment, that heartbreak, that frustration, our first instinct is, is to say what was something's going wrong, something is bad, where instead, if we as Christians understand that our purpose here, our only purpose here is to spread the love of Christ. That's it. That is our main role. Then I'm wondering if we would not view our jobs, our day-to-day -day life, the mundaneness of, of life a little bit differently. What if that promotion that you're seeking at your workplace isn't meant to be because God wants you in that place that can be challenging, can be frustrating, aggravating, annoying, because that's exactly where he needs you to be to spread his love and his truth to the world. Because if you get that promotion, you won't be around those people anymore. Those people who need Jesus, if we're all being honest, right? We all have coworkers that probably rub us the wrong way. And I'm sure we rub them the wrong way. But if we're focusing on what we can do, I'm wondering if we're missing the point that if, if life isn't about us and we're here to serve Jesus and, and we are seeking his will, we can find that peace right where we're at. But 
it can also come to the realization that God has this there for a reason. He's not going to give you that promotion, even if you feel entitled to it, even if you believe you deserve it, because he's not done with you right where you're at. Or maybe you're not meant to do anything else. And that is another problem. Contentment. Finding contentment. Why is it not enough just to serve Christ? I'm not saying we shouldn't strive for excellence, strive to improve, be good stewards, have integrity in our workplaces. Absolutely not. I think doing better, I think being able to improve are, are very good things. Those are virtues. I think there is a lot of biblical values in doing hard work and doing it well, using your talents, not wasting them, not being lazy. However, if you believe that because I did this, then I deserve, we, we start getting that mentality, we throw God right out of the picture. Because what do we as humans deserve other than the grave and hell? As far as be deserving anything? But obviously the grace coming through the cross, we avoid all that. But it's still not even us. We didn't do that. We're, we, can't, we can't decide when or where we were born. I didn't have a say as to whether or not I'm here, and I couldn't do anything to achieve my own salvation. So how important can life be if it's all about me all the time, but I didn't even have a say in any of it? That's kind of how unimportant I am. So if our faith is not about us, because we have a proper understanding that souls are at stake, then therefore, when we experience discomfort, when we experience pain, we have to endure it because as our model in Christ, he didn't give up. What if, what would happen if you got to the cross and, you know, well, you know, this whole crown of thorns being given the 40 lashes minus one, being, you know, my being pierced. If you just said, you know what? No, no. I'm just going to come down off this cross. I'm going to give in to temptation. The Roman soldier is mocking me. I'm just going to just going to come down from the cross. And a lot of people would have been happy with that. Call down lightning like Thor in a Marvel movie, smite all his smiters and take vengeance upon those who had hurt him and the children of Israel over the years. But he didn't give up. He endured until the very end. And as us as Christians if we can walk in that every day and have that peace, have that contentment. I mean, for Christians here in this nation, there, there's a the general mood of, I would say, discontentment. I, I would think that is relatable for a lot of people. I, I, think I think everyone can relate to the fact that sometimes it's just not ideal. It's just not the best of circumstances sometimes. I think a lot of us think like, oh, this could be better, right? Well, if everyone can relate to that and everyone else in the world certainly can because they don't have that hope, love, joy, and peace of Christ, what a better way to be an effective witness in the workplace than by your actions, not complaining, not worrying, not fretting over the things that we can't take on our coffin anyway. And maybe the best witness in the, in the practical sense is being able to let your Christianity ooze out of you, not being ashamed to say the word Jesus or the Bible in the workplace. And if you are, 
just remember Jesus' words that if you're going to be ashamed of the Son of Man that comes to heaven, guess what? He's going to be ashamed of you. Think about that for a second. So, I just, I want us to be able to put that into perspective. And if you if you guys want something to, to listen to uh, or to read, I'd just read Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. The Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, the, in the beginning of that. And you think a lot of those words, meekness, mourn, downtrodden, righteousness. What are all those things? Those are all vices in our society. Those aren't virtues, but yet those are the people, and that's the type of attitudes and attributes that are going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Those are not things that is praised by the world. And we as Christians, we've got to be prepared that we're going to be hated. Paul says it in Timothy, and Jesus says it too. You're going to be hated because of me. Are we going to be ashamed in, in, in a country that we're free? We're not going to be jailed over it? Come on now, Christians, let's, let's step up. If someone asks you how your day was, shouldn't your faith be a part of that answer in a way? It doesn't, I'm not saying you're through Jesus in every sentence, no. But I'm doing well, man. I, you know, it's been a run day, but thank God for this. Or, hey, I can't, I can't wait to tell you, guess what my church did for me? Or, hey, I was reading the Bible yesterday. Or, you know, I, I, I just can't tell you, I was in church on Sunday, man. It was so good. Shouldn't that just ooze out of everything in our being? Is our faith that important to us? I think that's how we make Christ known in the workplace. Not by trying to tell other Christians that they're wrong about every single thing because they don't fit into our little bubble again about our faith. Not throwing hate or acting just like everyone else, but having that joy. And not giving in to what the world finds as virtuous, but what God finds as virtuous. And I think you can find that in Matthew chapter 5, and in fact, all of the Bible, but that's the basic message that this has been preached on. Preached on on Sunday and talked about on this podcast. I don't know, I might be going crazy. I am not sure, but I like to think that there's some truth in like what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe not. But thank you, as always, for joining me on this particular format. Thank you for bearing with me. I appreciate it. I'll ask it more for a couple more weeks. But as always, guys, may God bless you. May God bless you.